Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 50 of The Informed Catholic. We're going to do the readings of Wednesday of the fifth week of Ordinary Time. My name is Ned Jabbar, so please subscribe and share if you like what I do. You think I'm doing a good job. All right, so let's begin with the act of contrition. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Okay, so we continue with the readings uh, from the first readings is uh, most definitely going to be from the first book of Kings. The Queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Solomon. All right. Chapter 10, verse 1 to 10. First book of Kings. The Queen of Sheba, having heard of Solomon's fame, came to test him with subtle questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very numerous uh, entourage and with camels bearing spices, a large amount of gold and precious stones. She came to Solomon and questioned him on every subject which she was interested. King Solomon explained everything she asked about, and there remained nothing hidden from him that he could not explain to her. When the Queen of Sheba witnessed Solomon's great wisdom, the palace he had built, the food at his table, the seating of, of his ministers, the attendants and garb of, of his waiters, his banquet service, and the, the burnt offerings he offered in the temple of the Lord. She was breathless. The report I heard in my country about your deeds and your wisdom is true, she told the king, though I did not believe the report until I came and saw with my own eyes. I had discovered they were not telling me the half. Your wisdom and prosperity surpasses the report I heard. Blessed are your men, and blessed is the servants of yours who stand before you always and listen to your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, whom it has ple pleased to place you on the throne of Israel. In, in his enduring love for Israel, the Lord has made you king to carry out, your, your, carry out judgments and justice. Then she gave the king 120 gold talents, 
a very large quantity of, of spices and precious stones. Never again did anyone bring such an abundance of spices as the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, uh, this is quite interesting uh, passage here, right? <laughs> There's also a lot of myth and legend built up. Uh, some want to believe that Solomon took her as his wife. Uh, that's apocryphal. Most likely she uh, accepted the um, the faith of Israel because we know that there were um, there were Jews in Ethiopia and there are Christians today in Ethiopia, the Christian faith. Um, some um, I believe that St. Matthew went down to Ethiopia and brought down the faith. Most likely uh, we know that there was an Ethiopian eunuch who converted we know this in the book of Acts. Um, and the fact is that, yes, most likely she accepted the faith of Israel. And uh, most likely uh, missionaries went down there. Uh, Jews went down to teach the faith. And there was obviously an economy going on between the two. She what she went there herself. Some want to believe that he fathered a child with her. That's most likely apocryphal. I, I uh, you know, it. There would be no reason why the scriptures would hide that. But there was definitely uh, Jewish pilgrims who went from from uh, Ethiopia to the Temple of Solomon. There was uh, uh, definitely an Ethiopian. Um, relationship there was a relationship between ethiopia and israel it's a fantastic i mean the fact that he he had such wisdom and uh he answered all her questions whatever a lot of them were was interesting and she was marveled she was marveled by what she saw and what she heard and she was marveled by the jewish faith she wanted to see she wanted to see for herself and she went there uh, it doesn't say Ethiopia, but ironically it says Sheba. Some will think that maybe there was probably another kingdom, but, you know, it doesn't say it, but most likely it is. It is her that she came down, because some say that there was probably a Sheba in Arabia. Uh, there's no evidence of that as far as we know. Maybe there was an empire of Ethiopia that stretched out in Arabia. There was definitely an Ethiopian presence in Arabia, the the parts there from Yemen, and I, you know, and that's and that's possibly likely. But it doesn't really matter because what's more, what's important is that we know that Solomon's greatness spread far and wide throughout all the land of throughout the whole known ancient world. Okay, let's move on to Psalm 37. Okay, Psalm 37. The mouth of the just mummers wisdom. The mouth of the just mummers wisdom. I don't really like that, uh, that response. The mouth of the just speaks wisdom or cries out wisdom. It's the, well, well, I guess we'll just have to accept what they put down here. Commit to the Lord your way. 
Trust in him and he will act. He will make your justice dawn uh, dawn for you like the light. Bright as the noonday shall be your vindication. The mouth of the just mumbers wisdom. The mouth of the just man tells the wisdom, and his tongue utters what is right. The law of his God is in his heart, and his steps do not falter. The mouth of the just mummers wisdom. The salvation of the just is from the Lord. He is their refuge in time of distress. And the Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them, because they take refuge in him. The mouth of the just mummers wisdom. So obviously this is uh, pointing to Solomon, but this could be any one of us. Why? I mean, think about it. Solomon was an earthly king and Solomon eventually he did uh, grow lax. He did grow weak. Uh, he married women. <clears throat> um, well, he married women from as political, political re means making alliances and he had many wives from many different uh, pagan kingdoms and they never converted. They never abandoned their gods. He allowed them to bring their gods, which was problematic. The fact that he did that. Um, and then he allowed them to pollute his land. So in many cases, he may have asked for, great wisdom, great knowledge, but he, did he have great faith? Did his faith surpass his wisdom? Did his faith surpass his knowledge? Having knowledge is good, but knowledge will not keep you faithful to God. Being, having a high IQ level has not prevented men from losing their faith. As a matter of fact, has made many of them um, despise their faith. And we've seen this in a lot of people because they go to colleges and universities and all of a sudden they're made to be embarrassed about their faith. They made, they're made to be embarrassed because they're devout Catholic or because they're praying a rosary or re they're reading their Bible. So all that bothers them, makes them uncomfortable. But why? Why? But it's okay to be a pervert. It's okay to, to embrace sexual perversity. It's okay to do perverse things and uh, act perverse and, and do insulting and blasphemous things. That's okay. But to have faith in God is the one thing that frightens them. See what I'm saying? It's absolute nonsense. All right. Um, but you see here, trust in him and he will act. He will make justice dawn for you like the light. Bright as the noonday shall be your vindication. He, it, sooner or later, if we have, if we keep trust in him, things, things, things will change. Things will get better for us. But we have to trust. And we have to also share our faith with other people. Encourage other people. The mouth of the just man tells the wisdom. Okay, why don't they just put use the word tells the wisdom? The mouth of the just tells wisdom. And his tongue utters what is right. The law of his God is in his heart, and his steps do not falter. Just like if you read the first psalm, 
Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor takes stands among 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 the in uh, evil. These this is this is what it says it here. The salvation of the just is from the Lord. He is their refuge in times of distress. And the Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Oh, we should always remember that. But we have to grow in our faith. And we have to be familiar with God. We have to always be familiar with the word of God. And we have to grow in our faith. Okay, let's move on to the gospel. Okay, Alleluia Antiphon. Forgive the dog barking in the background. It's my neighbor. Alleluia, alleluia. Your word, O Lord, is truth. Consecrate us in truth. Your word, O Lord, is truth. Consecrate us in truth. John's Gospel, chapter 17, verse 17. All right, uh, let's continue. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Chapter 7, verse 14 to 23. What comes out of the man is that which defiles a man. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. The things that come, from, come, come out from within are what defile. When he got home away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about this, the parable. He said to them, Are you likewise without understanding? Do you not realize that everything everything that goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart but the stomach and passes out into the lateran? lateran. The, thus he declared all foods clean. But what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. For from within the man, from his heart comes evil, thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lasciviousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within and they defile. Okay, let's read it one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 7, verse 14 to 23. What comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come from out from, out from within are what defile when he got home, away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, Are even you likewise without understanding? Do you not realize that everything that goes into a person from outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart but the stomach and passes out into the latrin, meaning the, the sewer? Thus, he declares all foods clean, but what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. From within the man, from his heart, comes evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, 
murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lasciviousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within and they defile. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 7, verse 14 to 23. What comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come from, come out from within are what defile. When he got home, away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the, the parable. He said to them, Are even you likewise without understanding? Do you not realize that everything that that hold on goes into a person from outside cannot defile since it enters not the heart but the stomach and passes out into the lateran thus he declared all foods clean but what comes out of the man that is what defiles him from within the man from his heart comes evil evil thoughts unchastity theft murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lasciviousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within and they defile. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. Sorry. All right. So let's look at what Jesus is telling us here. Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing enters one from outside can defile the person, but the things that come from, from within are what, are, are what defile. All right, why is he saying this? Remember in the last reading, uh, the last episode of The Informed Catholic, we read... Um, what Jesus started arguing with, the Pharisees actually started the argument because they were arguing why his disciples were not washing their hands before they ate. And because the Pharisees had a very rigorous purification ritual. Uh, when they come home from the marketplace, they would purify themselves because they believe that the common people, this is something I forgot to mention, the Pharisees, the word Pharisee means separated one. They separated themselves from the common people. They were in order, and St. Paul, or you know, his Hebrew name Saul, was a member of that order, and they, would, um, they went through a lot of rituals. They even controlled the interpretation of Scripture, which Jesus attacked them because they would use the Word of God not to support their parents. So, you know, your mom and dad comes to you and wants you to help them financially. You know, dad can't work anymore. And they said, well, I, I would help you, but whatever I have left is for myself. And I already gave what I would have given you. I've given it to God. I consecrated it to God, um, you know, financially. So Jesus is saying to them, you use the word of God to nullify the word of God. In other words, you insult God 
when God says you have to honor your father and your mother and you go around it selfishly using the word of God to selfishly absolve yourselves from a, a responsibility of taking care of your parents and Jesus called them hypocrites. This is their interpretation. Now, the Jesus once explained here that the kosher laws that they were given, the uh, dietary laws, was a, a spiritual meaning. Um, yes, they they were not to be in communion with idolaters, but it doesn't mean that you know. First of all, it's a symbolism of sin. What you eat is a symbol of what you take in your mind and your heart. The dietary symbolism it was only a dietary symbol. It had a it had a deeper meaning which they never bothered to search. It's not about eating food. It's about taking in um, things spiritually, outside things outside of the Word of God, outside of God. You know, communion, like, like Jesus said here. I mean, we we go further deeper. He says, you know, it's what comes from within. Within your, he, he he says it here. When he got home from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, "Are you even likewise without understanding? Do you not realize that everything that comes, um, everything, hold on, that goes into your per, into a person from outside cannot defile it, since it enters not the heart but the stomach, and passes out into." The sewer, lateran. Thus he declared all foods clean. But what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him, from within the man, from his heart, comes evil, thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these come from within and they defile. So, it's what you take. You could say this. A person learns bad things can also conceive bad things in their heart. All right. It's, you know, arrogance and folly. He's talking about these are the things that make us unclean. Evil sexual thoughts. Jesus often said that the, your eye is the light of the lamp of the body. So what you see and also what you hear can conceive more sin. But what is what is already inside of you? Because if you take those things in, then what what's inside of you is already it's already been there from the beginning. You never truly loved God. You never truly obeyed God. Think about it. I mean, <clears throat> someone. Um, goes off and becomes a uh, joins a community of artists and intellectuals, and he could, he could have come from a a family of of devout believing Christians, Catholics, and all of a sudden he quickly abandons all this. He he abandons everything he believes in. Well, then how devoted were you from the beginning? How devoted were you to God? For me? how much in love were you and God? Maybe you were never in love with God. 
Maybe everything your father and your mother taught you, you never really believed it in the beginning. Because if you quickly abandon, that's adultery. That's spiritual adultery. That's also spiritual fornication. Because you go after evil things. Go off and maybe you become a, 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 a producer of pornography. All that's already in your heart. Unchastity. Um, you know, evil thoughts. You know, all these things were already there. You know, lust. All these things are already there. All these things are already in your heart to begin with because that's who you were always. The question is, did you ever recognize this sin? And the question is, if you, because you have this in your heart, that's what makes you unkosher. That's what makes you unclean. It makes you a blasphemer. It makes you into uh, an unclean person. And then you go after... And you defile other people. You, you, defile, you defile young people with, with, with what you're producing. And you're, you're leading them into hell. You destroy the lives of young women. It's the same thing with intellectuals. Arrogant intellect, intellectuals. You also are murdering souls. How many, you know, you, you, know there's a, you go to college and you take a philosophy class and say a, a professor is teaching people not to believe in God, wants to embarrass Christians or, or you know, religious young people who grew up in a home and you're destroying them. You're contributing to their damnation. You're leading them into damnation. That's, that makes you a spiritual murderer. This is what things that Jesus is saying. The, the laws of the Old Testament of unclean and clean were all set up there for a much deeper meaning. The world changed and suddenly Jesus Christ comes along and Jesus is born and Jesus is, is, is trying to make, it, to make it clear what these things are. He's pointing out to the Pharisees, you use the word of God to go around the word of God. You defile and you blaspheme the word of God by using it to tell men that take your wealth, money that you could have supported your parents, and send it off and give it to God, to give it to the temple. Why would God want you to abandon your parents? It's... It's the same thing like a man abandoning his wife and children. It's the same thing of a man abandoning his 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 uh, little little kids. There's 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 tons of people have done that. That's evil. It's evil, and that's what Jesus is telling them. The Pharisees, though there are some things about the Pharisees that are good. There are other things about the Pharisees that are not very good. That are that's why Jesus says, "Beware of the leaven, beware of the teaching, beware of their their influence." And sadly, I mean, we have a lot of them in our in our church today. They seem to be lovers of money, lovers of the flesh. Lovers of vanity, blasphemers, they, the adulterers, spiritual adulterers, um, 
they, they introduce horrible things into the liturgy. They, they, they're making the liturgy into the worship of man by bringing liturgical dances and influences. They're, they're, they blaspheme and insult Christ. They, they don't even teach the word of God anymore. That's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible thing what they're doing. And Jesus is, is, is exposing this. All these evils come from within and they defile because of the imagination in their own hearts, they are evil, wicked men. You, we, you, we all have to love our parents. I know it's difficult sometimes, especially when the parents have been very cruel to us, very difficult. I've had a father who, he's no longer in this world. You know, he's gone to his place. He wasn't a Christian. But even if our parents have been difficult, we know, we know that we still love them imperfectly as it is. I've said this before in other past podcasts. If you were to see your father and mother in their weak old age walking on the other side of the street, and let's say you they get assaulted. Would you stand there and not say anything? A priest one time said this. Would you not shout out telling the assaulters to stop? As difficult as you know that your life has been with your, with your parents, you know in your heart you would not want this to happen. It's difficult. Yes, it's hard. But love is always going to be there. Love is always going to be there. The same thing for a sibling. The same thing for your brother or sister. You're going, you don't want them hurt. And it's our duty to try to, for our sake and for our peace of mind, to amend, fix the problem. It's never going to be perfect. God is not expected. That's why he says, honor your father and your mother, because he knows that human relationship is difficult. Honoring, honoring them, respecting them. He know he doesn't say love. It's funny that God doesn't say that in the Old Testament. But love comes from the will. Honor also comes from the will. And He knows how difficult we can, our lives can be. He knows how difficult our relationships can be. This is one of the most fantastic things about God. He knows this. He knows this. And so we have to keep away. We have to put God first. Love God and everything else will come into place. Pray for the grace that you can have the will to amend your relationships. Pray for the grace to, do, to be able to fulfill the obligations. Pray that God can guide you to do it. This is important for all of us, for our sake, for our well-being, and for our conscience. It's important that we do that. All right, so let's uh, say the Our Father, Hail Mary, and the Saint Michael. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, God bless, and I'll uh, be back soon with uh, Thursday's readings. Amen. And please remember to subscribe and share. And remember me in your prayers. And don't forget to go on the Informed Catholic Facebook page um, and give me ideas if you think any suggestions for Lent. All right, God bless.